What's up, everybody? Here's the thing. Right before I started doing this podcast today, I was thinking, what really is a podcast? Sometimes I uh, have to question myself about what I'm doing, you know, because you see the successful people in the world and then you go, oh, I'm going to do what they're doing because I want to be successful. But that's not how it works. The way this should work is that you do what you do. If people like it, that's where success comes not imitating somebody else. And, and I think that's something that I learned when I was a kid because I didn't have any guidance. Like my dad wasn't really there. I didn't know how, how to really become successful for just one day, let alone a lifetime. You know, how do I make money? How do I eat? How do I have friends? How do I do well in school? I mean, zero guidance. I'm not kidding. We, uh, we had a dad for a while. I'm gonna say, me and my sisters. We had a dad for a while, in spurts. You know, he was there. Then he would leave. Uh, he divorced my mother twice. When he was around, it was very difficult. We didn't see him much. He would come home briefly, uh, lay on the couch, give us his pants. He would fold his pants over my arm, and I have to carry them up to his room place him on his bed so there was no creases on those pants. Those are the things I remember. I don't remember the successful, uh, when I say successful, the things that would create success in a, a kid's life. Like, you know, dad takes you to the park. Dad gives you a glove, throws a ball to you, you miss, and then he shows you in a nice way, <laughs> have to say in a nice way, how to catch the ball. Because if you miss the ball with my father, it wasn't about showing you how to do it. It was about, oh, okay, you're, you really don't know how to do this. I don't want to play with you no more. Or you're, um, you, you lack some type of ability. It was, a, it was a negative thing. He wasn't going to you know, try to fix it for you. So I think learning success from my father as a kid was very difficult. He wasn't there to guide me. He was there to critique me. It was a very, it's a long period of critiquing. So thinking about this podcast and what it should be and how it, I mean, after two years, I think I'm way better at doing it. It's just the idea of, well, is it successful? Is this a successful podcast? I quit for a while. You saw that. If you've been following this podcast for a while, me and Mike separated and Donnie, and it wasn't really a, a thing that we, it, it was almost unspoken. We just didn't have time. I was always on the road. I started doing more stand-up. I actually moved to a different state. Um, additional move. I'm not going to say I'm here for good because we're looking in Florida again. But that kind of stuff separated us. And we've been very amicable. Am is that a word? Amicable? The entire time, we've been amicable. I just talked to him the other day because I said, I'm coming back to Florida. Let's do a couple of pods together. And I think he was interested. You know, he's got some things happening. I got some things happening. And what will the podcast become? What's happening in everyone's life? The progression. I like to think of this. I like to think of where I'm going, how it's going, where I should be. Uh, if it's not working out, do I give it up? I've tried to give things up my entire life. You know, I tried to, in the good things, and the, the bad things, there's no question that if you're drinking too much, if you do drugs, if you're uh, 
lying, stealing, whatever you're doing, if you, that's, that's an easy thing to say. I'm going to give that up. I know that's wrong, right? There's an innate knowledge that you have. You're a smart person out there, Switzerland. You're a smart person, Peru, England, Sweden. I forgot who was really listening to this podcast. Sometimes they get a breakdown of countries. You are smart. We all are. All of us have this incredible ability that we, maybe we don't, we don't think we, we do. Or maybe it's just me from the beatings that I used to take from my father. Not, not physically, the mental beatings that he would say things to make you think that maybe you're not, maybe you don't got it. But I think everybody has it. When people ask me about doing stand-up, I always say, you can do it. If you wanted to try stand-up, it's not hard. You, can, you have the ability. You can talk. If you asked me, I'd like, if you said to me, I'd like to be a quarterback for the NFL, okay? I've never been a quarterback. Let's just keep apples to apples here. I'm having a hard time because I went out last night, and my mouth is a little dry. We drank a little bit with Frankie and Ronnie and the rest of these guys. I'll talk about that in a little bit. So bear with me on this. I just got up. And I got the inspiration. If you want to be a quarterback, you have to have the ability to throw a football. People can throw the football. Maybe not great. Could you throw it 10 yards, 20 yards, 30 yards? Depends, right? And you got to have the ability to grip the ball, put a spiral on it, understand how to do that. What I'm saying is everybody knows how to talk. If you have the ability to talk, you have the ability to do stand-up. It's not that difficult. Now, do you have the ability to do what it takes to be a stand-up over time? Now, that's the problem right there. Over time with everything. Success is something, it's about over time. Can I deal with things over time? Can I deal with going on the road over time? When I say over time, I'm talking about 30-some years. Can I sit down and write material over time? You might be able to pull this off for a couple of years, like a podcast. You might be able to pull the podcast off for two years and then come up with an excuse. Oh, I moved to Ohio, so I'm going to take some time off. My See? Don't be a chicken shit. Get back on the pod. Get back on the horse. Put the pen back in your hand. Get back on the stage. I'm talking to myself right now. Thank you for allowing me to show you what it's like to do self-help therapy in front of tens of people from Switzerland, this is what I do. I debate myself. When they tell you you're your biggest obstacle, it's true. If you've ever heard that, don't get in the way of yourself. Don't overthink. That's exactly what they're talking about. What I did 10 minutes before I thought about doing this podcast. What should this podcast be about? Just do it. And don't worry. Don't filter it. Don't worry about the success. Oh, my God. Everybody is so worried about success. And I'm starting to think, uh, did we screw up? Are we telling people, are we giving people too much of this idea that you, you have to make it? What if you don't? Can I still be happy if I don't make it? In anything, if I'm just Joe Blow, and I'm happy being Joe Blow. Now, Joe Blow is a reference that, again, this goes back 
to my grandfather and my father. Joe Blow was anybody. You know, just common man Joe. Yeah, Joe Blow. What's wrong with that? I mean, I have friends that are super happy because they're not chasing something all the time. And comedy has that bad quality about it, that bad characteristic. Stand-up comedy, do you want to be, you know, you have to chase it because you want better shows and you want to get booked all the time. And it's not a job and it's not a, it's not a, what do professors have? Professors in college have tenure. Mm, that would be amazing if I had tenure as a stand-up where they could not deny me from being on stage. Like in the union, right? See, some of these groups, people want to be in those groups because no matter what you do, they can't let you go. In comedy, they'll let you go in a heartbeat. You better keep up. You better have some type of success. You better write. You better be funny. You, you, you better be, you know, a good person. And I say good person, meaning you better be good to the people who are trying to book you, laugh at you, pay you. Don't crack. Don't snap. I like snapping. For me, snapping is fun because it then it releases everything that I was mad about. But appropriate snapping, right? You can't snap at the people who feed you. I don't know if that's a quote. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Don't punch and snap at the gift horse. I don't know what it, I don't know the quote. What I'm saying to you is don't lose it in front of the wrong people. You know, these are not, this is not your family. Family, you can snap in front of your family. You can snap in front of your wife. If, if these people truly love you, because love, love is this thing that, kind of is you're lucky that you you built up enough love don't waste all don't waste all your love credits by snapping too much in front of your wife or your kids or your aunts or whoever loves you your mom well that's weird that I said that one at the last I should have said mom for no of course not because my wife is one that she seriously loves me and knowing that I snap and she still stays with me I can't oversnap like I used to oversnap. Don't oversnap. Don't go, fuck it. You know, I can't. This book. Don't snap on stage. Don't lose it. Maybe you get heckled. Be calm. Get through the set. Do your material. Don't start looking at the crowd as your enemy or as a combatant or what do they say in court? Uh, your Honor, can I treat this witness as hostile? Can I treat this crowd? It's listening to me on stage. I paid money as hostile. No. Well, who taught you that? Who did you grow up with that made you think that the people who are actually on your side are hostile? Hmm. Was it the guy that took you to the park and threw a baseball at you so fucking hard that it gave you a black eye? Yeah, that's probably... Well, not every dad does that, okay? You are now... You're, you're scarred and traumatized or whatever the word is, but you must act as if it never happened. Mm, that's a breakthrough. I wish there was someone else I could look at right now and give a face to. That's a breakthrough. You must act as if this never happened. Yes, it's in you. Yes, it's a memory. 
it is over. It is not happening currently. And the people who are who are, you are entertaining at this moment had nothing to do with it. Act as if it never happened. I think we could use a lot of that in this country. You know, there's a lot of groups that want to blame people for things that have happened in the past. You need to act as if it never happened. If you want to succeed in this world. Because we don't operate as a group. We all operate as individuals. We operate as individuals in this country. Remember that. You don't go into an office seeking a job with another group of people. You, on your own merits, sitting there during an interview process with one other person or maybe a board, but it's you. You have to get a booking. You have to be able, as an individual, be able to meet your spouse. Wouldn't that be a great thing if it was a giant group of people that approached a girl for you as a man and said, we are representing this guy so you could go out. You don't get that. You better, you better be on your best behavior, whatever that means. I think what it means is, are you interested in, in getting what you want for the right reasons? And remember... You have to operate alone. So as an individual, we do things. As an individual, we must act as if we're okay. Because there's so many people out there that are not okay, and you would not know it. See, they, they operate in the world of, I'm acting as if it doesn't bother me. It, of course it bothers me. That's a mental thing, right? For me, I have so many mental things that happened to me as a kid that I've really never talked about on stage and now I'm thinking about that okay so maybe this is the place to go this is a new exploration for stand-up I'm tired of doing the material not that I didn't like the material when I first wrote it my my acts in that is my act that is currently being oh, I'm over explaining you know what I'm talking about the show that I do right now the shows I've done in the past after you do them hundreds of times you need something new. You need a different angle. Let's talk about my father. Now, here's the problem. Do people really want to hear that? Is that entertainment? Mmm. Yeah. So now I got to make it material that's interesting because I'm, my goal is to make the crowd happy and laugh. Not to make them feel bad for me. That That is the least thing that I... In fact, that, that's one of the greatest things for me is that I have no problems with what happened to me, you know, and how I was treated as a kid by my by my parents. I mean, my mom is is good. Let's just say that I consider that she was collateral damage for my father, and she really had a very tough time figuring out how to discipline me, <clears throat> how to move forward in life after him. So, whatever she produces, positive energy, good stuff. 100% credit. The negative stuff that she also has, uh, you know, I just, I don't deal with it too much anymore. I used to be a little more concerned. I'm not that concerned. So getting on stage and making this kind of material funny is, is hard, which I believe <coughs> because it's hard, you should try it. Just because it's hard doesn't mean I skip it. But is it going to truly be funny? I have tried. And not much success with that. So acting as if. Hmm. I'm going to have to use that as the title. 
Acting as if you are not sick. What if you're sick? Do we know how many people out there are sick right now that we're dealing with in public or entertaining us or working with us? Really, I mean, see, here's another thing. There's a lot of people who have something going on. They don't bring it up. This is strength. This is such strength, unbelievable strength, really. Because when you're sick, you, okay, see, I, I don't wanna generalize, because I don't know when you're sick. When I'm sick, I was used to telling people about it. Yeah, I don't feel good. And then I realized over time, not a good idea to bring this up. Why do I need to tell anyone else that I don't feel good or that I'm in pain or does it really help? And no, it's not gonna help. See, I think you do that if you're trying to get out of something. And probably that was taught again to me um, through the past that if you were sick, if you had a legitimate reason, you could get out of things and maybe even get what you were trying to get by doing things. So if you're trying to gain money and you have to do something to get that money, okay, but you could get out of doing that something because you had an excuse and still got the money, then maybe you get trained to always have, well, the reason I can't do it, I feel sick. There's something wrong with me. I have something from my past. I blame a group for this. Whatever it is, in the same breath, you also say, but I want the reward. <clears throat> I want the money. I want whatever you're trying to achieve. I want, I want, I want. Well, you're going to have to earn. You can't get laughter by just saying, I want laughter. Greatest thing about stand-up. It is truly based on... I, and I, I stopped saying the word merit as I was saying merit because, <coughs> excuse me, but again, I was out partying last night. Um, truly based on merit. I didn't come up with that, and I learned that as an adult what merit was. Isn't that weird? <laughs> That's, that is a, right there, that, that tells you who I am. You, you didn't hear the word merit as a kid or understand what merit was? No, because I wasn't basing anything I did on merit on what I deserved to get through my own initiative and work. I did not understand that because did not have, I did not have that guidance. The people who are important in your life when you first start growing up are not the people you choose. And those are the people who give you guidance. Until you're able to get away from those people and look if you're in the same town and maybe maybe what happened in your life was not what happened with mine you know where your dad survived and still is still alive or died a natural death later on i'm just saying you had your dad for a long time and your mom and maybe you lived in in a family that did not get divorced but maybe the information you got even from that what we call the secure family, the, the, the family that stayed together, maybe that information was still wrong. Well, where do I get new information? School, school, libraries, external sources, marketing, um, things that are uh, told to you by friends, relatives, your own experiences through visualizations or watching visualizations. What I meant was you, you are looking at something 
A visualization, I guess, is something that you could also do later on. But from your own eyesight, from you watching somebody over time, and you're wondering, how does this guy do what he does? That's the way to escape. You know, even in, in the household where it was still together, where you didn't, like my household split up and we got divorced. We, my father divorced my mother and ended up getting, you know, I told you this, ended up getting shot. And we ended up moving to Iowa. That was a forced arrangement. I used to say all the time, and I don't even know if I can bring this up or remember this correctly. Make a decision or the decision will be made for you. There it is. I just drummed it up. I'm a little slow this morning because of last night's party. But make a decision. Do you want to move to Iowa? Well, that wasn't asked to us. Nobody was asking if we wanted to move to Iowa. You're going to move to Iowa. Oh, so this is, this is the other part. The decision will be made for you. Okay, and that's true. As a kid, I had no choice. I had to move to Iowa. Forced from Cleveland to Iowa, but gained so much insight. More than school could have ever taught me, more than my father could ever did teach me. This was amazing. This move eight hours away from where I lived in middle school, brand new, late 70s, no internet, no real idea of what was going on there. It could have been, it could have been moving to Europe for all that mattered to me. You know, outside of Cleveland, I could have left 30 minutes from where I, I lived. Man, let's just say, if I lived in Cleveland, I moved south to Columbus. That probably still would have been almost the same amount of shock. Although Iowa, different thing back then, right? And today. You know, Ohio, steel factories, blue-collar workers, auto industry, a lot of Italians, a um, little more mob talk. <laughs> you know, the, the uh, uh, it was... It's East Coast kind of city life that's not really East Coast. People don't think of Cleveland as Jersey or New York City, but I don't know, man. It, it kind of was. Now, Iowa, okay, no Italians, no mob talk, no discussion about building cars. It was building tractors, Caterpillar, John Deere, Alcoa, um, International Harvester. It was corn, 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 corn talk. A lot of corn talk. Interesting, right? Different for me. Farms and, you know, not living near a city anymore because the Quad Cities are five cities, I think, not four because there's another one they added in. Quad Cities is four cities within another city that's kind of floating around that they don't mention, but <laughs> I, don't know. I should have just said four cities. It's four cities on the Mississippi River. And uh, no football team. So you, you had people that were Chicago Bears fans. That was three hours away. There was nothing. There's no college in that town you know, of, to speak of. I went to the University of Iowa, which was an hour away. So a lot of people are Hawkeyes or a lot of people are Cyclones, you know, which was Iowa State. 
So completely different lifestyle. Did I make that decision? No. I went with it. I rolled with it. Now I'm there. So during this process, I got to make a bunch of decisions or the decision will be made for me. Like, who am I going to be friends with? Am I going to get a job? If you don't do these things, the decision will be made for you. You, you can actually do nothing and these things will come to you. But I've learned that if you want something, even last night, I asked questions to people who I've known for a while. But I think initiative and motivation is very difficult in individuals. So to ask a question is tougher at my age, my group of friends. People are sitting around waiting for people to ask them about their life so they can talk about themselves. I'm still good with asking you about your life and listening to your life and really being interested. That's a, that's a quality I think that I learned over time. And that's a quality that I learned by moving and traveling and trying to um, assimilate, right? So you move to, a, to Iowa and you meet people and you have to ask questions. You must ask questions. Where's the Dairy Queen? How do I get on the football team? Who's that girl? What class, you know, where's this school? Where's the mall? All these questions have to be asked. Where do I get an oil change for my 73 Monte Carlo? Because you're new. If you're new to things and you don't ask questions, okay, things will happen, right? But maybe not, not the best things. Maybe you go to the wrong mechanic to get your 73 Monte Carlo fixed. Maybe you, you don't date the right girl. Maybe you uh, get in trouble because you, you know, went about something that's not in that, uh, I guess, culture. You know, the way you presented yourself, the way you dressed. I mean, there are things that you kind of want to understand, and this goes back to being successful. Being successful now in your new area. How do I do that? Well, I have to figure out who to talk to, what to do. I don't want to conform 100%, but I certainly don't want to make that crowd hostile. Right? I'm trying to get along with those people at that school. You know, and this is a very key point, I think, if you think about this. When I say, and you know this, if you watch enough TV, I've never been in a courtroom where I heard a lawyer say, Your Honor, can I, can I now treat this witness as a hostile witness? And that means that witness was supposed to be on your side. You actually brought that witness in for corroboration for your case. But what has happened here? is this witness is now telling a different tune that you did not expect. Well, you don't want to treat the school as a hostile witness. Because, and, and here's, what, here's the difference. <clears throat> because it's your perspective. See, on stage, you might think the crowd is against you. They're not. They came for comedy. You did something. I did something. I said something that made them upset. Well, you have a choice. Make that decision or the decision will be made for you. Do I now want to get them back on track with me? Or do I now want to say, oh, this crowd, I don't like them. I'm going to continually now prod them, poke them, and make them more angry. 
Well, that happens, folks. I hate to tell you this, <clears throat> not just with me, but it happens. You might decide that your school, your workplace, your spouse, can you imagine with the spouse? See, I have a good spouse. I can't imagine when people say to me, I'm still married, we live together, we don't talk, and we sleep in separate bedrooms. Wow. How do you pull that off? Why would you want to pull that off? You're doing it for the kids. You're doing it because you know divorce is expensive. Whatever reason you've heard, it doesn't matter. You're now treating your spouse as hostile. She's not on your side no more. He's not on your side no more. <clears throat> yeah, a little phlegm in the throat. Don't worry about it. Just turn your sound down when I cough. Because I'm not editing this, folks. You see, I don't edit. This is my stream of consciousness. I'm, is it consciousness or con stream of consciousness? I am just speaking off the top of my head. I don't have a script in front of me. This is all, again, right before the podcast. What is this podcast going to be about? I don't have a problem talking, obviously. I can come up with things to discuss. I don't want to repeat myself because that would treat the crowd poorly. Not treating you as a hostile crowd. It would be treating you as a crowd that was captive. Oh, well, they have no other choice. There's only one podcast out there. See, that's not true. I know there's so many podcasts. So why would you listen to this one? So we must make sure that if we want to be successful, we put out. I put out information that is different than the information I said before, which I am trying to do on purpose. I specifically want this to be successful and want you not to be treated as hostile or captive. Captive crowd. That's another interesting thing where people know they got you by the nuts. Cable company, Comcast, all these people, for example, uh, AT&T, airlines, uh, the government, everybody who knows that they got you by the nuts. What do they do to you? They don't treat you that good. What are you going to do about it? Not much, right? So you call them because you're sick of entering information into a computer or talking to their chat group or their new AI system. You want to talk to a human because you think that the human will empathize with you and your situation. And maybe you can explain clearer than you could in typing, you know, three sentences. Well, Comcast and... Dominion and the government and anyone who's so big for their britches right now. They don't even answer a phone. They don't even give you a phone number. The airline, any of these people, it creates frustration. You are not happy. There's no other choices. What am I going to do? Can I go to Verizon? Could I go to, what's the other one that has internet service? It's up here. I don't even know what I use. They all eventually become kind of the same. They all eventually realize, you know, what happened, what's happened lately is that they're basically saying to you, either use this system that we provide or you don't get what we sell or what we provide. Now, I, I do see a future with concierge services for things that used to be free. You're going to pay through the nose if you want special things. If you want to talk to a human, you're going to pay extra money. If you want a doctor to come to your house, I guess they do that now. You pay extra money. 
anything that used to be like a little service, value added, uh, you know, some of the conveniences of life that we are now missing are going to cost you money. I can't do that with this podcast. This podcast, I'm not big enough. You know, if I was big enough, I still wouldn't do that, right? It's a different game because you get to choose. You get to choose Joe Rogan, Mark Marin. Who do I listen to? Tony's uh, Kill Tony. I listen to Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. If those podcasts failed to produce what I want to hear, I could leave. They don't even know I left. <clears throat> I'm going to cough. Hang on. <clears throat> Sorry. But why did I first start listening to them? And how did I find them? It's very difficult. It's very difficult. But it's great for you, the listener. All the choices. You know, because I'll go through podcasts and I'll be like, how's this guy getting any listeners? This is so bad. Well, walk away. I don't have to leave a comment. I don't have to yelp it. I don't have to tell. All I can do for me, I'm an individual. I'm not a group. Guess what? I'm going to judge the podcast based on my decision whether I want to listen to it or not. There it is. Gone. Yeah. So that podcast has to do well on its own merit. That's all. That's all. So this is what I tried to, ex I'm trying to do something here, and I don't even know if it's different. It doesn't matter. I can't listen to everybody's podcast and then say, oh, to be successful, this is what you do. No, I just do what I do. I basically, what I do right now with you on this pod is what I do with my wife almost every morning. I talk. And whatever way the conversation blows, which is a very nice benefit, by the way. You see, if there was a problem, if every day we had to get up and discuss some type of medical issue or issue about money or issue about children or issue about addiction or issue, whatever it was, right? Every day you woke up with that. Be very thankful, people, that you don't have to wake up. If you are someone who doesn't have to wake up with some heavy weighing thought on their brain as soon as they wake up, be very thankful for that. You know, everything is temporary conditions. You don't know. There are some people who their whole life, I would imagine, have woke up every day without the heavy weighing thought. Wow. And there's some people who get up and every day, every day they have to face whatever is on their brain or whatever they have to go with on a daily basis. And those people have to act as if they're okay. As if. You know what acting as if is like? I'll give you an example. When people say to me that it looks easy for something, whether it's a professional baseball game, right? Oh, I could have caught that ball. I could have ran that, that uh, touchdown in. I could have, whatever I could have done. The reason it looks easy is because someone acted acted as if it was that easy and is now very good at doing what they do. You, ha you have no idea. You have no idea. We don't, none of us have any idea that the person who is on stage singing a song about joy and love inside is super depressed and sad. 
and maybe it's because of a recent incident. I'm just giving you a, a hypothetical. I don't know anybody like this. I do know that uh, there is a kind of a saying or mantra about a clown, you know, being sad. You know, that people who become clowns are sad people or that the clown always, the show must go on. You understand what I'm saying? The show must go on. I've had those moments. I've had those moments. Thank God nothing too crazy because I don't think that I could be the show must go on guy if something major happened. <laughs> I don't think I could be the, the show must go on guy. I don't think I'm that detached. I don't know though. And it, I guess it would depend on the situation. But I've had, you know, like back problems. Let's say major back problems. I've had major back problems when I was younger. And it wasn't even anything that was surgical that had to be fixed with surgery. or It was something that I think anxiety and stress caused. But I, I couldn't move. I could not move. The day before I was going on Discovery Channel, this was 1999. Whoa. Yes, it has been a while. But I got hired to do Discovery Channel. Pretty friggin' excited. Um, I was on one of the first shows called This Your New House, and I was going to be the humorous tool guy. I was the humorous tool guy. And uh, went to the airport that morning with severe spasms in my back. But I was going. And no one was going to stop me. And I acted as if nothing. I didn't tell a soul. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell anybody on set. I didn't tell anybody. No. I didn't want to lose the job. See, that was how important it was. The show must go on for sure. Because that was brand new. You know, in, in really television and stand-up and well not so much in stand-up I was I'd been doing it for at least 10 years in stand-up but this was something completely different that I thought this is going to help me right it's going to help my career it did <clears throat> so yeah the show did go on and that was through my own pain my own ailment and I think about those days you know, would I do that today? Would I go out there? What would what would it take to motivate me with severe, severe spasms and back pain? Uh, I had a fever one time in, in Dallas that was really bad. That, and we, you know, they didn't care. The show has to go on. Suck it up. It's 105 degrees. It's the middle of summer. There's no AC. It was tough. You don't tell anybody. You don't tell people if you want that kind. Of, that's a premium job that's a job that people fight for for their entire life some people never <clears throat> never even get on tv i wanted to be on tv so show had to go on now today today i'm a little more hmm, less motivated let's say because what do i need things for what do i want see i would rather never ever have the back pain I would rather never, ever have her, <laughs> never, ever have a, uh, a, a cloud in my brain. I like peace of mind. I like health. I like a good relationship with my wife and my kids. I, I like to, you know, now I'm back to all the things that you get when you're young, the simple things that maybe you take for granted, 
Those are things that you want as you as you get old. Do I really care too much about being a super successful stand-up comedian with a national tour, fully booked out, everyone coming to see me, f- you know, flying first class to the gigs, every every event, I did really well, great shows, new material. Do I really want that? Yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. But I say it doesn't matter as much. Does it? Of course. See, if you let go too soon, if you let go too soon, you are really setting yourself up for death. That's all. I think that's, I I, I hate to say that, but the things you cut out in your life, the things that you think that you should stop doing because you're getting too old will make you old if you stop them too soon. Continuing, con, is that another bad pronunciation of the word continuing, not continuing, continuing to do your work. Don't give it up. Don't give up this podcast. Don't give up your stand-up. Am I talking to me again? Well, let's talk to you. What do you do? Don't give up your... Mm, <clears throat> business as a doctor? Don't give up your managerial position. Don't I see? I don't even know what other people do. Is that sad? I can't come up with other occupations. That's how focused I am on show business. I know a lot of people in construction. I know a lot of people in food service. I know people in accounting. I know people. I'm trying to think of all my friends and family that have said to me, mm, "We're done. We're gonna be retiring." And I understand that. It's a different way of life, right? If you have to go to a job, and it's the same thing over and over and over your entire life. I get that. I couldn't do that from the very beginning. That's why I started doing stand-up. Stand-up has always been different as far as crowds, material. I could switch it up. It's really social. Um, It's... It's like the best thing for me to do when I go out. You know, like going out last night was good, but at some point, you're just sitting around talking for too long. I gave that up when I was very young. You know, going to bars and drinking, it's not, it's not great. You know, what's better? What's better? Um, not that much if you're talking about nighttime and you're doing it too, too much. So drinking, dancing, partying, you can't, you just can't. But with stand-up, if you, if you kind of lay that out there in, in the right way, you know, if you say, I'm not going to drink, or very rarely, or not, I mean, I just don't do it. When I, when I, when I'm, when I perform, there's no drinking. I'm going to not be too anxious about this gig also. That's, that's something that takes the fun out of it. You're too concerned about it. If that's you... If you're way too anxious, which I was in the beginning, then it's not going to be fun. You'd rather just quit until you figure out how to act as if this doesn't bother you. Acting as if it doesn't bother you and then getting through it, and then you become very calm doing stand-up. You don't drink, but you're still social, and you're out there, and you're not sitting at home watching TV, and you're working, and you're making money, 
and you're accomplishing something and you're making people laugh, wow, that's great. Now, can you put that in perspective? Don't think you're too big. Don't think you're too important. Understand that everyone who's with you is helping you to get to your goal. My wife comes with me, the crowd's there, the club owner, the other comics, we are all in this together. That's the greatest thing. We all are working. That's when working as a group really works. We're all individuals out there working as a group to make that event or night or experience great. All of us probably with some type of condition, pain, heavy thing on our brain, acting as if that doesn't matter. Right now it doesn't matter. We're living in the moment. We're enjoying ourselves, having a great time. That's the be one of the best things, right, going out there. Have a good time. Was this a successful podcast today? I don't know. But this is what I, 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 I'm not faking it. I'm genuine here. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying uh, to do some type of formula. Um, I'm just speaking uh, mostly impromptu. I would say it's, it's, there's nothing I planned on saying, so that is impromptu, but it is thoughts that I've, I've kept in my brain, so whether they're on paper or in my head, those thoughts um, existed before this podcast. <laughs> Which is, that's, that's fine. That's fine. That's what happens. That's who I am. I'm, I am a ball of thoughts. I think about a lot of things, and I have like a list of things, and then I have to prior, prioritize those things. Every day I got to decide which of those things will I do. Which of those things is important? Am I going to throw any of those things out? Working out entertaining, including podcasting, stand-up, video making, um, socializing, resting, improving uh, my brain in some ways by listening to other people, their podcasts. I used to read more, but podcasts of other people, and it's more analytical than entertaining. I, I kind of choose things on, on the basis of uh, education for entertainment mostly how to be a better entertainer how to um, how to be more successful in the business I'm in I really do believe it's it's like uh, I forgot who said you need to sharpen your saw swim with the sharks Harvey McKay I think was the guy uh, it's like anyone who wants to succeed in sports you don't play basketball with somebody who's not as good as you. You play with guys that are better than you. And being around comics that are better than me, being around podcasters that are more successful than me, listening to them, if I don't know them personally, is a way of getting better and understanding yourself. You know, what am I doing wrong? What am I, how come I'm not succeeding? I've succeeded over time. It's been good, but not dropping the ball, not giving up too soon not ending up getting closer to death, staying alive, living in the now and being an individual who is, is, on, is base, basing himself on success on his own merits and acting as if during that time, nothing else matters except what I'm doing then. 
that's the key. And I just wrapped up this entire podcast for you in that one last sentence. So, good. I thought about it. I did it. And now we're done.